a.k.a. Uncle Buck. This is the Heavy Hole Podcast. I'm joined today by my friend and my co-host, my colleague, Dave Gladding. Dave, how are you, sir? Doing great, man. How are you? Um, it's not, That's not important. That's besides the point. Um, we want to welcome you back as my co-host, um, riding shotgun, my designated driver. If things get a little dicey later. Um, if I get a little freewheeling during the um, the recommendation Boy. segment, you know. I should probably stop drinking then, huh? <laughs> like a good designated driver, you should probably stop uh, by the third drink. Dave, um, how you been lately, man? What's new? What's going on? Good, man. I uh, Let me think. I've been playing uh, Super, Ma- Super Metroid, Super on, the, Metroid. Uh, on the Nintendo Switch. Hmm. Okay. And uh, I just watched the movie All Quiet on the Western Front. Never seen that, to be honest. Did you know World War I was awful? Yes. I am familiar with most wars, actually, being pretty horrible. Lightening the mood. How's your dog doing? She's doing good, man. Okay. Well, the dog, yep. so the dog survived this movie. She did, yeah. She, right. she, she huddled behind the couch for most of it. But, yeah. Um, yeah, your new dog. Not your, I should say your dog's. You know, that always happens when you get a new dog. Everyone forgets about the good old dog that was there already. So how, I should say, how are your dogs? The new one and the classic edition. New one nah, is good. She's still scared of everything, but she's getting better. Yeah. And Santa, the other one, the, the old one, is still loves everything and is very friendly. Nice. Nice. That's a good combination. Scared, but, but then you got the friendly one to kind of back it off a little bit, you know? Don't let it get yeah. too excited there, man. Speaking nice of mix. Uh, speaking of a nice mix, getting too excited, uh, Dave, you recommended um, some music. Uh, you brought in a classic album. I recommended you a little bit something newer. We'll get into that a little bit later, man. But beyond that, what's been going on in the world of death metal, man? You got any crazy reissues, going to any shows? Uh, man, no, I don't think. I'm going to see the band Worm. They're like a black metal Doom band, Worm. I think, yes, from I, Fl- the the Forever Glade, right? That's it. Yeah, yes, yeah, they're yes. they're playing at St. Vitus in like mid April. Mm, interesting. So I'm going. To, that's the the only thing that I have on my uh on my horizon at the moment. Fair enough. That's um. I you know I think we have discussed Worm and that that album and uh, a little bit on this program. I probably should have reached out to somebody. I know that. Um, big shout out to uh, Uncle Ken over there, Ken's Death Metal Crypt. I know they did a, a live stream with Worm, with one of the individuals uh, responsible for Worm a while back, man. Yeah, we got, uh, we did Wormhole. We haven't interviewed Wormed either. We should probably reach out to them, man. But um, it's a whole, uh, a whole, whole like genre of like bands with the name, with name, with uh, the word Worm in it. I thought you were going to say that, a whole, that whole, we have not. It's a whole cold can of worms. It's a whole different can of worms. Fuck, I miss that. Ah, uh, see, man, that's where. Jeez. That's why I'm not the host. I'm just the uh, the this, periodic co-host. This, you see, Justin, this is why we need you back. Big shout to Justin and Tom. Sorry, all the rest of our productions. No, I'm not trying to make you feel bad, Dave. Man, we appreciate you trying out there, man. But yeah, nobody. I, I don't think Justin would let a fishing pun go like that, man. Um, he's quick. You know what I mean? 
uh, somebody else with a little bit of local flair, somebody else quick, somebody else that goes back uh, with me, maybe even a little bit, may, uh, almost, well, you know, Dave, you and me go back a long ways. We go back to like the old Castle Heights era of the, the late 90s, somebody else that goes back with me uh, just about that far. We're going to explore it. Um, no more bullshit. John Collette, um, singer of Nightmarer. Uh, also, also formerly of um, many illustrious bands we're going to get into. Get him on the horn, please. I'm here with my old friend John Colette of uh, Nightmarer. Uh, formerly, you might know him from uh, successful right Apocalypse Across the Sky uh, and, and a, a stint in Dehumanized Guy. And we're going to get into all of it right now. John, welcome to the platform. Thank you for your time. Big Will, it's a pleasure, bro. It's good to hear from you. It's definitely been a minute. So I'm happy to be here for sure. Definitely. A hundred percent, man. And we're going to jump right in. Um, uh, John, I know you are, you're, you're a Queens native. You're originally from Queens. I'm actually from, uh, Forest Hills, uh, Queens. Yeah. My whole life, my whole life, the majority, well, the majority of it, I lived in a couple of other places, but for very brief periods, but the majority of my life is spent in Queens. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And, um, typical question, uh, from a musical family, musicians older than yourself or anyone who got you into heavy metal and hard rock as a kid. So no heavy metal, no hard rock. My parents met in the street. I'm just telling you right now, straight up. They were Studio 54 kids. Huh. My mother was blasting. My mother was blasting the Bodyguard soundtrack in the house. Okay, like that's it. Whitney, Otis Redding, Marvin Gaye, whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And my father was the same way. It was just, it was just kind of like that. So that's what, that's that's what was going on in the house. And then my, my grandmother on my father's side, she was a jazz singer, like, you know, during the war and whatever, like she was amateur, but pro, you know what I mean? And she would do the USO tours and whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, so she was always into that. And then she would be singing in church and what have you. And then her kids, my father was one of seven. Um, you know what I'm saying? This one played the saxophone. This one played the keyboard, blah, blah, blah. And they all, you know what I'm saying? They all did, they all did their cover bands. They all had fun, like throughout their, you know, throughout their life or whatever, always kept that up, but none of them ever like took it serious. And then like, I was the only one to take it serious. And they're like, really death metal? Like, really? Like, what? okay. You know what I mean? Like, are, like, we're like for real. I was like, you know, like whatever I'm, you know, it's a great, you know, like I'm surrounded with aggression, you know, what's going to, you know what I mean? Like what? I live in the city of New York. This is, you know, this is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Or it's rough out here. And this is, you know, like my early stuff was hip hop for sure. Like early, early. Right. But then like, you know, you just start to, you start to get with the groove and you start listening to, you know, I don't know. I think a lot of hip hop transitions into, into death metal though. So, but that's just me. That, in certain ways, I'm a, I'm a weirdo. <laughs> I, I don't think it's that weird regionally, especially you being from Queens. 
Um, it's just hip hop yeah. is th- whether you like it or not. Hip hop is there. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of people I think in like the metal and hardcore scene uh, in Long yeah. Island and Queens and Brooklyn who like resist hip hop at a younger age and yeah. then like eventually you just yeah. break you're like fuck it big pun is ill you know Eminem's ill whatever you know I'm you just, saying I'm you saying know. like I'm from Queens and we're and Nas is up the street like what am I supposed to do like I can't you know what I mean this is just beautiful to me again and it's a again you know like you grow up in these areas and you're kind of tight and you can relate you know you know what I mean to a certain degree so I don't know it yeah. always kind of blended it's the a rest re- of music just generally is a thing you know so it's a regional yeah. thing, man. Um, uh, and yeah. all right, so so getting into that, um, t- tell me about your journey into like the more extreme end of metal and hardcore, man. Like, you know, what was your quote unquote gateway bands? When did you discover that there was this underground scene and not everyone was a rock star and so on and so forth? You know, that type of thing. Well, that I mean, I think you know, we're going to go, we're going to stay a little regional and we're going to stay real Queens right now when we start talking about Castle Heights. Right. I mean, yes, that's just yes. like, that's just the home base. You know what I mean? That's just what it is. And, and when you got, when you got Cryptopsy one weekend and then you got bands like, you know, whatever, whatever, every, everybody gets hurt another weekend. You know what I mean? Just like the variety that was just there. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't, you can't deny what, what was going on at the time, you know? So I don't know. That venue was just pinnacle. And I, I was introduced at a very, very, like, I don't know, like 16, 17 years old, like going to see these shows or whatever at this, at this venue. And, um, just kind of having it all blend together at once again, like super, like I would say the tail end of like real deal, hardcore into like the metal chorus stuff, the breakdown, hardcore and whatever. And then, you know, again, like, then what I gotta say, like Suffo plays the next week or whatever, you know, yeah. like it's just what it is. You know what I mean? So it just kind of worked out. I was exposed to a lot in, in like literally one place. And then I was, you know, then there's a ton of venues around or whatever, but like, I don't know. I got lucky as that, as far as that goes for sure. It just, it just all happened at once. You know, uh, you go from like, like, Oh, I like this seven string sound for me, this is, you know, this is for me, like the seven string sound of like early corn, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that, that heaviness was like, it resonated with me. And then my boy, like this kid that I hung out with like early, you know, or super early in high school, like this kid, I went to high school with him for one year, this kid, Lou, I've never seen him again after this one year of high school. And he just pulled me aside and he's like, yo, hammer smash face boom and he hit that he hit the play button and i'm like what is you know what i mean i couldn't make head or tail of it but the breakdown hit and i was like oh that's this is literally all i've ever been looking for you know just period end of story was just that 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 breakdown in, in that song i had never heard anything as savage as that ever you know, so it just it sucked me right in. And then I go up to Sam Goody in Forest Hills, if anyone knows, huh. 71st and Continental, you know what I mean? Like that's right by the L-I-double-R spot, uh, yeah. the train stop right there. Excuse me. You know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There was a Sam Goody right there. And I walked in there and I bought live deicide. Uh, what is it? When Satan rules the world? Is that, yeah. What is it? Is, yeah, is that yeah, the, yeah. You know what I'm talking about that? I bought that one with the Pieta on the, on the cover, I think it was. I bought that one and I bought, uh, I bought, uh, pierced 
and I bought um, the Hammer Smash Face single. For some reason, they had it in there, the disc. <laughs> At this Sam Goody, it was crazy. I was like, what? It was crazy. But that was it, you know? Like, I was hooked quick. Man, you, quick, fast. you just took me right back. Because uh, I, 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 th- I think you and me are just about the same age, man, or, or at least have the same memories. I just of... turned 40 this year. Yeah. I just turned 40 yeah, this year. Man. Yeah, man. Something so, like, about... Yeah, you know. The, the late '90s, and like you could have a, 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 a I don't want to step on you too quick, but I just quickly, man, I had this vision of like a five disc, you know, box CD changer that you would have in your room or in your car if you a were really percent. sick, and and you would have nah, like E Town only in the bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Oh, come on, E Town, oh, Candiria, uh, Suffocation, and Big Pun, Go- and it would all make sense, you know, sir, sir. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Correct. Correct forevermore, bro. Oh, Definitely. That's man. just what it was. Yeah. That's just what it was. And you and you know what? And you want to go with Candiria? That's like, let's not even... Early Candiria shaped me as a person. Mm. Period. That music was so tremendous. Tremendous. The influence it had on me as a human being. Forget it. You know, much less music. I mean, I still like geek out on those old videos that are uploaded from years back, you know what I mean? Like yeah. of Ken, you know, like this dude, you know, as far as musicianship and, and not, not even just drummer, but like, you know, Ken Shock of Candiria, like huge influence on me as, as far as a musician goes. And I'm not even, I'm not a drummer. You know what I mean? It's just a caliber that you need to be in order to claim yourself as good. You know what I mean? Like these guys, this, him in particular and that band masters as far as music goes in my opinion you know they bridge the gap that's a definitive new york band that's extreme music it's it's straight jazz and funk and hip-hop and none of it was bad it all blended and it was dope yeah absolutely dope yeah those early records just blew my mind bro so so significant of the time period man still inspiring for sure music man um wow all right so for sure so, John, I know, you know, some of the listeners might know that for a time, if I got it right, between 04 and 07, you did front Dehumanized. Um, from, I did. From Queens. Did. But prior to that, I mean, was there experimenting around with bands we might know about um, uh, or, 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 you know, quote unquote, high school bands, things like that? So funny enough, I was in a band uh, called Fifth Faction. Mm-hmm. And it was let's I mean, we're going to go right back to it. Uh we wound up, I don't really know what happened. You know, I don't know who made this connection. I'm pretty sure it was my, my guitarist at the time, my friend, Anthony Fernandez. We're still friends. We still chat here and there all these years later. I met the kid when I was 18 or whatever, but he hooked up with Candiria's publicist at the time. So like we, and this guy like had a little bit of a studio up in Connecticut and we wound up recording with him. Uh, We did a demo up there. And we wound up actually having Carly on the demo. He's actually on this recording. Carly Coma from Candiria is on this demo. And it's like the funnest, coolest little thing that I have. You know what I mean? Because nobody knows about it. It's mine. You know what I mean? And we did this little thing. And I, you know, it's something that I, I hold personal. You know what I mean? Is it great? Eh? You know what I mean? <laughs> that is very debatable. You know what I'm saying? Very, very debatable. But, uh, yeah, man, that band was, 
it was great, dude. We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. I mean, bro, like I did my first ever tour with this band. We were in, you know, you know how it is, dude. We were in a 78 Chevy. <laughs> and I'm talking about, I'm talking about, I'm talking about this vehicle. This van was doo-doo brown. Okay. With the tan plush interior with no AC. And we're going to Miami and we're going to New Orleans to play a couple of shows to nobody that we have no idea. But they're booked, so we're going. You know what I mean? We're going. Dude, I, and, I feel yeah, like I, I remember mean, the name. We went, yeah, we played around, bro. Yeah, we played, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a couple of shows, for sure. We absolutely did. We played, you know, we, we, we tried. For sure, we tried. And we had fun. And, and I think the band was was presented well as far as a live band and and what have you but you know we were a bunch of kids and nobody knew what the hell we were doing at all you know as far as even songwriting goes let's i mean let's be honest you know just you know but it was it was a lot of fun uh we we actually did a full album um with ken shock and his brother steve uh in the rockaways across from the studio you know the studio over there but uh, over by uh you know, you know, where the human eyes used to rehearse or whatever. Yeah, yeah, vaguely, yeah, okay. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a, whatever, there's an old spot in, in the Rockaways that uh, still exists. It didn't get, it didn't get flooded out from uh, Sandy or whatever, uh-huh. surprisingly. But uh, the human eyes rehearsed at this, at this place, and then across the street, for a number of years, uh, Ken and his brother had, uh, like, a working full studio in there. They were like mixing and doing bands and stuff. It was pretty great. And uh, yeah, we did a full album with those guys. And uh, yeah, never saw the light of day. You know what I mean? Everyone went on to do other things. And I got, you know, I got, I got a taste for it and I kept going, you know, <laughs> and, and that's it. You know what I mean? Like, I love it. I'm just a lifer, bro. Like, I can't help it. That's, you know? That sounds it's like it was it probably around the same time I was doing stuff with Cursed Earth when I was in high school. And I feel like, did you ever yeah. play shows maybe with Salted Wounds at like Voodoo Lounge or any place like that? Or? Nah, okay. nah, 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 all right, nah, nah. all right. No, just... no, but I definitely remember that band. Yeah, I I'm just I'm trying to place Fifth, 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 Fifth Faction rings a bell. But all right, um, so I take it that maybe being in that area and being around that studio is that how you kind of uh, get associated with the Dehumanized guys, and then opening and the band opens up and 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 you pop in. So what's very funny is I never meet those guys ever. I, you know, and they, and you already know they've been at that point, they had been broken up and they, they weren't doing anything for a minute already. And, uh, and yeah, so like a friend of mine used to date a member in the band and you know, the word on the street is they're possibly looking to play some shows and reunite and do all this, that, and the third. And this is naturally a band that, you know, I grew up listening to, like, straight up. I'm not, that's just what it is. Like, I grew up listening to bands like Dehumanized, namely Dehumanized, with my friend, like, with my friends in, in that band, Through the Discipline. I, I don't know if you remember those cats from yes. back in the day. Yeah. Like a thrash man from the neighborhood or whatever. I'm still good friends with Mike. But, like, we, me and them and whatever, you know, the, the little bit of younger generation, you know the deal, bro. Like, we, that's, I was listening to that all the time that demo and and the album or whatever the combo of the two or whatever uh prophecies prophecies was mind-blowing dude and then like yeah the word was out that they were thinking about doing something again and i was feeling real good at the age of 21 you know and i was like yeah let's i got this you know and 
like <laughs> I somehow managed to, you know, a tryout. Literally, I tried out to be indehumanized, and uh, you know, they kept inviting me back for rehearsals <laughs> or whatever. And then, and then, yo, I swear to God, bro, like this is not even. I'm not even kidding. They, you know, they keep inviting me back. I don't even really know if I'm in the band yet, quite honestly. But I keep going back to rehearsal. I'm like, all right, you know, maybe this is happening. You know, then maybe they're being a little non-committal. Whatever, it's fine. You know, who am I? But then it's like George is like. Oh yo, we're playing the Maryland Death Fest. It's like, what? Okay, <laughs> sick. And you were, and that's where I don't know if you remember, but I met you then. Yes, we played the second one. We played the second one together. I remember it vividly. We, you know, I, yeah, yeah. Bro, George, George so brought his. George fun. was there with uh, one of his kids. Walk like before they opened up. Oh, forget it. Yeah, I remember yes. George like showing his son around the building like before anyone was in there and all that stuff. Man, I remember that. They had I remember a very well. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So happy for them. You know what I mean? No, I apologize. I apologize. No, I was just very happy for them. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. It was because a great it year. was, it was a good event. It was a good event for, for, mm -hmm. you know, for, for, for the bandmates, you know, for sure. And, uh, and for me, it's like, Oh wow. Like, okay, here we go. You know, this is dope, you know? And I'll never forget. You guys helped us out. Biolic helped us out with gear. Like you guys were awesome to us like immediately. And yeah, like I'll never forget all that. that was, uh, good times. Dude, the loaning a cab, you never know who you're going to loan a, a guitar cab or a head or a, or a I'm telling you, people kick don't drum know. to, you know yep. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and we always remember, though. I always, I don't know. I always remember. I'm always, yeah. I always thank. Always. Forget it. Absolutely. It's such a big deal, dude. But yeah. Yeah, man. So I just, quite honestly, it was literally like I heard something from someone and I just managed to be able to get a shot. You know, and I honestly credit all of that to like where I'm at now, for sure, for sure, because there is no successful right apocalypse across the sky. There's no SWATs if I don't play that gig because we wound up playing uh, with bodies in the gears as well. Right. And that's yeah. how I met those guys. That's how I met those guys. So that was a trip, too. That was like that was a, that event. That one show was actually really quite a uh, quite a trip for me wow so yeah because bodies in the <laughs> gears of the apparatus played that oh four metal Correct. fest the de the oh four maryland yeah. death fest as well and you end yeah. up in swats with at least one of those guys right correct well actually one of them uh uh he one of the original members uh and then uh and then their final guitarist that they had in the band those two guys along with a new drummer and a bassist decided to start uh swats together so two members of bodies decided to start a, a new band and then i joined later on got it all right so you yeah. you all right so you you played you 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 did the dehumanized comeback with them did you do any yeah. heavy touring i mean dehumanized didn't really tour heavy they kind of popped up at fests a lot at that point right correct Correct. Exactly. Exactly. We played locally. You know, we geared up yeah. uh, for a few things, you know, that didn't manifest, unfortunately, you know, and that's, listen, it's fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> I have no regrets. You know, it is what it is, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not mad about any of it. Yeah. The reason why, the reason why that I, you know, like, you know, obviously I'm not, I wasn't in the band anymore. It's because like, I literally was like, I have to immerse myself in every bit of this, you know, I, and, and, and 
that's just what it is for me right now. And I have to go and do this somewhere else, period. And I love everybody. I'm not mad at anybody. Like, this is just what it is for me. And when I was down, and because uh, I was living in Florida when I was doing SWATs, you know, that was like, uh, that was four days a week, five days a week, bro. You know what I mean? Like, that was serious. We were dead serious. Dead serious. You know? It was a big deal, you know? And that's what I wanted to be doing, you know? So that was just a move. I had to do that. Well, no, absolutely. So let, let me stop you there then, because t- take me through the transition f- to committing full time to a band that's based out of Florida. Like you moved down there just to be part of this band. That's a that's a big step right there. Um, I had to, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you I think you can imagine the time frame in New York as far as the metal scene and okay. et cetera and so <laughs> forth. The mid, yeah. the mid to early 2000s and the limitations and you know yeah, the yeah venues are closing down and then yo like i got to you know what i'm saying like i got to play one of the last shows at cbgb's um, and that's mm. with dehumanized mm. i'm very proud of that you know but yeah. like that's what's happening in the city and it's like there is no saint vitus yet you know what i mean like what's going on here you know like i don't like there's not going to be anywhere to go soon in this city. Like the way it was trending at that point, And I'm really ready to go at that. You know, like the, I was just the age, you know, early yeah. to mid twenties. It's, it's time to, it's time to, you know, throw my name in the hat. Like, let's go, you know? So I started working on some tours too. Like I did, I, I started to like mingle around a little bit, you know, for sure. That was, that was, there was a period where I actually, <laughs> funny enough, I drove for, I drove for aborted. They were in a situation this was when I was like at the tail end of dehumanized. I drove for aborted and then I drove for uh, Suffo a couple of times, you know? So it's like, I'm trying to get myself out there. You know, I was looking, I was looking to work and yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad I made that move for sure. Absolutely. For for yeah. the listeners who might not realize dry, just signing onto a tour to be a driver and, and occasionally sometimes also be the sell the merch. Like, you know, there's usually some sort of combination of a roadie and a merch guy and a driver that Co- you sign on to with these men. I don't like for the listeners who don't know, I just like, um, uh, you know, bands I've been in have, have taken on friends that, that perform that role. It's a rigorous task. It's sometimes a thankless task. Um, and it's, it's kind of like, it's almost like being an intern in death metal in a way, man. I don't know if you agree with any of that, or if you maybe could just elaborate about your experiences driving those bands around. I was happy. I got a shirt. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, no, there, listen, there were always financial agreements and I, I never felt slighted. Look, yeah. I'm a young oh, yeah, guy yeah, at that yeah. time. I'm I, you know what I'm saying? And, and I'm watching some of the, you know, come on, man. Like, uh, I'm, I'm a big suffocation fan, definitely at that point, heavily, you know, so I'm getting to see this band every night. And then, you know, there were actually, <laughs> you know, it's funny, man. Yeah. I got to do some, you know, I got to do a uh, funeral inception with Frank a few times. And that's like a highlight of my life. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that's a lot of fun, dude. You know, that's a lot of fun. And and that's just from driving, you know, that's just being out there or whatever. And, and that's my reward, bro. Like, it's terrible. Are you kidding me? My feet stink out there, bro. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that was nasty. I was nasty out there as a young man. I was, come on. You know, it's, it is, it's thankless. It's nasty. It's gross. It's, you know, people know, but the people that don't know is horrible. You know what I'm saying? This is death metal. It's not, you know, it's not uh, a walk in the park. 
come on, let's let's be honest. But, you know, it, but, but it, it sounds like it, it got under you your do skin. It for the payoff. Oh, forget it. Absolutely. The payoff is tremendous yeah. if that's what you're looking for as a human being. If that's what yeah. if that's what you desire, the payoff is tremendous because you're meeting all these people, you're experiencing this experiencing this music. I mean, you're with what you're with people that you you grew up you know, dissecting their music and then you get to break bread with them. Really you're eating meals with them and you're hanging out and you're, you're, you're listening to your favorite songs. I mean, it's, it's wonderful. You know, it's absolutely tremendous. And, uh, I had a phenomenal time and it was, you know, it was equally as terrible as amazing. Let's be honest, but <laughs> you know, it was, but, the, but, but the, the good times, uh, tremendous, absolutely tremendous. Yeah, man. Forget it, it. I love it. It's addictive. It's um for some people it's it addictive. Is. Um yes, sir. and other people for, for other people know. it's like the breaking point of like, you know, they just want to be a hobbyist musician. So you know, some people it's not addictive. But I I think you and I both kind of caught the bug uh at a similar age, man, because like you say, yeah. you join you go down to Florida, you join SWATs. Um for the listeners that success will write apocalypse across the sky if they're if they're not familiar. You guys put out the um uh my is it subhuman empire ep in 2007 correct um correct. And, and then quickly yeah. start working with nuclear blast who put out your 2009 the great partition and the abrogation of idolatry um yes now i want to i want to talk about this a little bit like maybe just you move down now you say four days a week tell me a little bit about this band cutting that ep nuclear blast obviously you know is um you know you you guys are working with them fairly quickly take me through that well honestly it was like i said i'm looking to work these guys are looking to work and that's just really what it was we cut that ep in three weeks of me living there probably less yeah, they were, uh, you know, ex- extremely motivated. One of the guys is in his early 30s. He's feeling pressure in his life. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, God, let's get cracking. And I'm down. You know, <laughs> I'm into it. So, funny enough, we we wound up, re- and I walked into this, but we were rehearsing in the U story on Skipper Road. And if you look up in... If you look it, look this place up in death metal lore, I'm telling you that you're going to find this spot. This is where Morbid Angel and Death and I'm not I'm not going to say obituary, but I think obituary. But I do I am aware of this hub that's existed since I don't know if it exists anymore. I'm pretty sure it doesn't actually because you don't want to know the way they were running electric. Let's be honest. It was, <laughs> you know, it was, this is the middle of Florida, you know what I'm saying? At an outdoor storage facility made of zinc, you know what I mean? Like, and bands are rehearsing up in there, but this place existed since the early nineties and SWATs wound up having a little space in there. And, uh, uh you know, that, that period that I swear, like that was, that was one of the hardest things that I ever did was make an EP with those guys in a short amount of time. Um, and just cut it quick. Like literally it was just out, you know, like, I don't know if you remember, there was this label called Debello records with a very small, like, you know, kind of a MySpace label. Let's yeah, be honest. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like they're putting on metalcore, grindcore type stuff, whatever. I do but remember they did that stuff name. With the, yeah. They, they did stuff with bands like Robinson and they, they did some cool stuff out of Pittsburgh. Um, 
uh, Machinist. There's a good handful of bands. Um, this guy Ethan's old band was on there, clinging to a tree of forest fire, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that, uh, that might be why I know it. Cat from we, Primitive Man. Yeah, we interviewed yeah. him. That might be why I recognize it from. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he was, he, you know, he was on that, you know, they were on that label and whatnot. Like, it was a cool little label, man. And, like, they were down to put out the, the demo, the EP. And, you know, we, we got the artwork <laughs> and we just, you know, we, we, we rocked it out. Like, there was another dude who had, like, barely a recording studio in another storage unit next to us, our friend Nick Goodyear, um, down in Tampa. He had a little spot or whatever, and he took us in and recorded this thing and i don't know man like we just came out swinging that's just what it was and like we like that that is something that that will always stick with me was being in a band you know like from its inception and watching it grow exponentially you know show after show it was really something to behold. It was really cool because a lot of these bands down in like the Tampa region, obviously they're emulating, you know, they're emulating the greats, you know, so it gets redundant. It gets boring, but we threw our little two cents in and we were down to play with all the extreme bands, you know, um, you know, I can't even remember <laughs> honestly uh, a quarter of the bands we played with, you know, like it, it was because it was just the amount of, of, you know, of live performances are just kind of mind boggling when I'm thinking about it right now, but yeah, we just came out swinging and, uh, week after week or show after show, I should say, uh, 10, 15, 25 kids more, you know, uh, you know, and this is again, over a six month to a year period. And, uh, we're gaining some traction, you know, and, and, you know, there's still some of the old heads down there and they're starting to hear about us. And so, we wind up, you know, we did, actually, we did a couple of tours. Yeah, that, you know, we did, we did a couple of full U.S. tours. We did, uh, which was amazing. We did a U.S. tour with that band Maruda from Miami. Mitchell yeah. Luna, my boy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, we, you know, he's been on the show before, too. Yeah, we, I interviewed Mitchell Love, a while That ago. is my brother, bro. Yeah. That is my man, like, head, heavy. You know what I mean? That's my guy. And since then, you know, so we... It was really cool because we got to play with them semi-often and we got, you know, we were able to build each other up. And there was another band down there called Khan. They did something on, on, on a uh, black market, you know, and that was a cool little hyped up label back then. You know, there was a, there was a good handful of bands that we were all able to play with and, and, and we all kind of grew up together and uh, yeah, but for us, it, it all kind of transpired within a year where, you know, people are starting to hear about us a little bit. And we got thrown on an off day show for OzFest in Orlando. And it was these guys, uh, Sonic from Korea. If you remember them, we got thrown on a, on a show with Sonic and Nile. Wow. And we wow. were like the direct local support on this stupid sold out show at this venue called the Haven in Miami, uh, excuse me, in Orlando. I know the Haven and very was, well. Yeah. Bro, it was popping. It was yeah. crazy. And I, there's video of it. You know, I mean, it is nuts. And I guarantee three quarters of the people did not know who we were, but they went nuts, you know? And then I don't know what happened, but I swear to you, like I got a, I got a, a message like 
from what seems like uh, a bot. I'm not even kidding uh, on, on MySpace, something I, I, you know, I'm checking the, 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 uh, the SWATs page and whatever. And it's saying, uh, this is a representative. I'm not going to say who it is, but this is a representative from nuclear blast records. And it's a very high up person. And I'm like, uh, okay, you know, uh, we would like to talk to you about working together. And it's like, that's a little crazy. And around that time, you know, after the, the, the Nile show, the Thonic show, uh, we started to, cause rest in peace, uh, to, uh, Frank Watkins. I mean, he, the guy was always straight up beautiful person to me, the old bass player of uh, obituary rest in peace to him. He actually took on a management position for us. Hmm. And so we do that. Yeah. This is all like within this time frame of like this Nile show and he's getting word about us and he's in contact with us. And then someone to, to go back to the MySpace thing reaches out from nuclear blast and is like, Hey, we want to work with you. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was that fast. It was a matter of weeks where all this transpired. We play this show, we gain management, and then boom, we get a contact from, you know, arguably the biggest metal label in the world, right? And it's just like, we kind of set a goal amongst ourselves that that's what we wanted to happen. And I'm not even kidding. You know, we were very, very animate internally, like, yo, we want to, we want to, we want to go hard we want to sign a deal. We want to take this very seriously. We didn't know what signing a deal was at that point, obviously, let's be honest. Come on, you know, but it brought us to Europe. It it helped us with touring and what have you. But, uh, that being said, yeah, I mean, we signed, we signed this, this thing relatively quickly, uh, in our favor for the most part, you know, to a certain extent, obviously it's never really in your favor, but you know, we didn't get necessarily get hosed you know, uh, and, um, yeah, I mean, it just kind of worked out that way where, yeah, we just started playing and we played a lot and we got signed to a big label and that's what happened. And it was weird as hell. Like that's what happened. Crazy. (laughs) Well, hard work and focus. Sounds like you manifested it. Um, let me, let me ask you this because I have some notes on the album. Um, Mike Heller played drums, right? Correct. So was he was Absolutely. he brought he in? The hell out of him. <laughs> was was he brought in? Uh, was he just kind of like naturally becoming a member of the band? Did the label help with that? Like, how does Mike Heller? Um, Mike Heller. People don't realize he's uh, in Fear Factory still, I believe, right? Correct. Currently, Correct. Yeah. Mike Heller. You know, Mike Heller uh, was doing a. Uh, you know, Mike Heller malignancy as well and yes. what have you. And I met, I met him through that world. Right. Obviously, you know what I'm saying? Like through dehumanized playing with malignancy every couple of days is what it felt like sometimes, which yeah. was awesome. Cause I love them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Great guys. Or like playing with, yeah, come on. Like, you know, legend, legend, but like playing shows with them. And then he wound up rehearsing with that. You know, there was a band out of Jersey called Colopsia that yes. our bassist at the time, the C- yeah, yeah, their yeah. CD is in uh, my Jeep right now. Their CD is in my shout Jeep right Matt. now. Wow. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. So, so Heller was jamming with those cats and the bass player was also in dehumanized. So, and those guys shared the room with us at one point or another. So, so I got in with him real good. You know, that's my boy. I love Mike so much. You know, he's, he's a great dude. And you know, you know, what kind of a, 
you know what he brings to the table, Will, right? You know what he, you know what he's capable Bro. of. And the reality is, like, I hit this kid up, and I'm like, I'm giving my guy X amount of time to nail this. I don't know if it's going to happen. And I'm not throwing anybody under the bus when I'm saying this, but that was the reality of the situation. And I said, worst comes to worst, do me a favor, see what you can do with this. I don't remember the day. I don't remember. I think it's less than seven days. He rewrote the entire album on drums and sent me tracks, basically. Okay, like, like you know what I mean? Like demo. He sent me demo of, of rewritten songs on drums and he hit a home run immediately. There was no revision. <laughs> I didn't say do this, that, whatever. Mike, do me a favor. Boom, here. Done. Okay, that's what happened. That's the reality of the situation. So I got very fortunate that this kid's my friend, right? I got very lucky, mitigated a lot of, a lot of overtime on, on that album, quite honestly. I'm just letting you know. You know, the editing, it just, it wouldn't have worked out in our favor financially. So Heller, I owe him the sun and the moon for that album. No question. No question about it. And, uh, you know, uh, I think I th I think it also helped him in certain ways too. You know, like you know, you put a record out on Nuclear Blast. You know, it's a nice thing. You know, so I'm. It helped everybody. It was a beautiful thing. It worked out. It really did, and I'm really proud of him. And like, this dude is like, you know, playing the music he wants to play now. Like, be, you know, he's really like he's he's one of the guys now, in my opinion. You know, it's it's a beautiful thing, and uh, yeah, he hooked me up, man. That's just what it is. He took care of me. He blessed me, period. And oh, the yeah. guys, they listened to it, and they were like, oh, yeah, okay. That's the drumming on the album now. After we had, for months, rehearsed it one other way, everything was rehearsed a different way. That's that's the reality of that situation. And this <coughs> this guy came in and, and nailed it. So, Wow. Awesome. It's, uh, yes. that, that's interesting. That's my, that's my men. I want to listen to it now, having heard about that. Um, yeah, Mike Heller, a cool. real professional. Um and yeah. and what and as we move forward, um, just one more thing about this album I want to get into is another name that comes up, produ produced uh, in many ways um, by James Murphy, uh, of, of yes. Testament, Death, Disincarnate, etc. You know the name, the name, you know the name goes without saying. Correct. Yes. What um, did you did you meet him and work in the studio with him? I know a lot of this was kind of like. Uh, long-distance recording? No, it wasn't. It wasn't really long-distance, uh, oh, okay. quite All honestly. Right. It, yeah, like, we hooked up with Frank Watkins of Obituary, who obviously played music with James, so there was a connection there. Got it, yeah. We wound up out, outside of doing the drums, which were done in a studio in upstate New York by Heller or, or whatever at the time. Uh... Uh, it was all done uh, in James Murphy's uh, studio. Wow. Like the whole record was done and tracked in his studio. And um, that's in the middle of Florida somewhere. I don't even remember what roads I took to get there. You know what I'm saying? Like that was in the middle, in the middle, middle of Florida, you know? And that was an experience in and of itself, you know? Um 
at the time he's healing, you know, he's recovering, you know, the, 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 the guy's been fighting an illness for a very, very long time. I'm not going to get personal about it, you know, but, uh, he, he mitigates that, uh, he's able to, he's able to handle that. And in my personal opinion, what he gave us, it took time, right? It took, it took, I love him. It took a little longer than it should have that we're going to, we're going to put it that way. But as far as an organic sounding extreme metal album, like, I don't know what else could be done because that's what we wanted. And that's what he delivered period. And Heller is a pain in the butt. <laughs> okay. As far as, as far as drum sounds go, as far he's, he's picky. He has every right to be whatever, you know what I mean? Just how people are, you know, and that's fine. Um, he was happy. You know what I mean? Like th this, the guy nailed it in my personal opinion. I, I learned how, I learned how to do vocals with him. Period. He's the first guy that ever gave me a mix in my head that I could understand what the hell I was doing. Well, do you understand what I'm saying to you? Like, I got it. Like it just all clicked because of, you know, whatever little mix he threw on my cans. He's like, no, I'm, I'm good at tracking vocals. You know, this is me prior to doing anything with him. I'm good at tracking vocals. You're going to see. And it's like, okay, that's, that's good to hear. Right. I don't know what that means. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the sound that he was able to, to send to me helped me tremendously and, and knowing uh, really how to track vocals properly. Like, it was a total game changer for me personally working with him. And those songs that we had, you know, as a band at that time, had been working on them extensively. You know, we, we turned down a couple of tours at that time because we were just rehearsing that stuff to death. So a, a lot of tracking really went smoothly. Um, specifically the vocal stuff because of, because of, uh, you know, the work that he did and the way that he set me up to succeed. That's a fact. That is what it is. And now forevermore, I know what I'm looking for and, and can plan accordingly. And, huh. you know, I've just gotten gra gradually comfortable tracking because of that whole thing. So yeah, it was great. It was great. And then, you know, you know, he, it's it's james listen reality is it's james james murphy you know as far as musicianship we're gonna you know it's 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 kind of hard to you know ignore him you know so when he when he makes suggestions it makes you think and 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 and, and that that was all very very appreciated you know the big big learning process and uh it was it was actually Again, it took too long, you know, it just did. It took way too long, but the end result I was very happy with. And when I could look back at that, it was a very, very, very pivotal moment in my just vocal life. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Again, going to be yeah. interesting for me and I, I hope for the listeners too to go back and review this album with these stories in mind. Um, and let me like qu quickly, I, I, to, to be respectful of your time, but this is one question I feel like, you know, the last question for, for this album and this period before we push forward, cause you have a lot to get, get, um, uh, to get onto the, just the name of that album, the, <clears throat> the, um, the great partition and the abrogation of idolatry. Did you come up with that? Uh, my guitarist Ian, uh, 
came up with that. He was actually heavy with the ly- the lyrics in this band as well. Like, okay, probably, yeah, half and half. Maybe him sixty forty. Honestly, you know what I'm saying. So that was his. That was his uh, his baby right there. The grand partition, the dividing wall, and the destruction of idolatry, worshiping idols. Mm. Right, destroy what divides us, which are idols. Right, that's just. You know, when when we're worshiping things that shouldn't necessarily be worshipped, which are anything, right? <laughs> like that's not a religion. It's just it's just you don't worship things. You know, it's just not like that. You don't do that. That's not healthy behavior. Worshiping something outside of yourself, like, is a little foreign to me. You know, for sure, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's sort of what that was uh, always meant to me. Anyway, you know, you don't have to fully quote him on that, but. I believe those are the conversations we had, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, that's a little bit about that meaning, uh, for that uh, album title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and one last, (laughs) one last thing I wanted to ask you about before we get into, of course, Nightmare, um, who, Mm -hmm. who, uh, you guys are going to be releasing on May 5th of this year, uh, Deformity Adrift, your new album, of which there's a single and a video out. I do want to talk about that in a few minutes, but 2011, you pop up in the band Geigen on their quasi-hallucinogenic Sonic Landscapes album on Willowtip Records, (laughs) a a, a classic in my opinion. Um, Just maybe take me through that transition from Swats into Geigen as much as you want to talk about it and hooking up with Eric Hersman, the diabolical madman himself. I have a lot of love and respect for that guy. Um, And just just maybe that experience. Yes. Uh, well, the long short of it is, uh, uh, naturally it's a Florida band. Uh, they're further South at that time, uh, in Miami. Uh, yes, yes. Guitarist and bassist and drummer, I believe at the time I could be mistaken, but definitely guitarist, uh, Randy, who was also in uh, Hate Eternal for a little bit, he was on the I Monarch record. Yeah, he uh, he and Sally Gates uh, were in Geigen. They were down in uh, Southern Florida, and uh, Hersman was in Tampa. Right, so uh, we were just playing shows together, you know. And again, it was just another group that we were all coming up together. And whatever happened with Swats, we're not going to go into full detail, but. Um, you know, we disbanded, we, we had to call it quits. And that's a full, full book right there that I'm not going <laughs> to, that I'm not going to write right now, you know, fair saying? enough. Yeah, but fair enough. point, point is I'm, I'm still hungry. You know what I mean? And, um, and there's a bit of a transition going on in that group and I'm, and I'm friendly enough with, with Eric and no, uh, of his craftsmanship, you know, quite honestly, as far as music goes, uh, again, because, you know, we've played several times with them. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm down to lend you my voice. You know what I mean? Cause I know that he's going to do what he wants with it. And that's fine. Like, I know that going in, it's like, this is how this is going to be built because it's this, this group is his baby. That's, that's what it is, you know? And I'm cool with that because you know what I've been in, I've been like half in the driver's seat for a minute now, like with SWATs, you know, for a bunch of years you know, dealing with every piece of it, you know, and I'm tired, but I'm, I still want to work. And I, and I love this guy's playing and his, and his, his, uh, 
his writing style. And I mean, I can't say he has a style necessarily, but you know, just he's he's nuts, dude. Like Hersman is unbelievable. I still, you know, hold him as one of the best um, music, period musicians that I've ever had the pleasure of uh, jamming with. No question about it. No question about it. Um, but yeah, it just was like, I heard they were going through a transition. Swats was done for at that point. Uh, and I just wanted to, I wanted to keep moving. You know what I mean? Like I'm already like, this is, this is my life, you know, like I'm fully invested in this and I have an opportunity to make something really super cool with this guy. And, you know, let's make this happen a little bit, you know, let's, 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 let's make this happen. I had already moved back North. Honestly, I had already moved back North. I wasn't in Florida anymore. Uh, once things started to dissipate with, uh, with SWATs a bit, it was just like, you know, I don't like the heat. I'm out. You know what I mean? Like, that was the only straight up that's the only reason for me to ever be in florida right like is is if i'm doing something i'm not sitting there i'm not i'm not trying to chill in florida it's just not you know what i mean like i'm not trying to boil it's too not hot. me bro you know I'm, yeah. it's too hot it's too too hot it's not it's not comfortable for me so i'm like you know let's transit i'm i'm you know i was i was uh i had a partner at that time and i said to her let's transition back into new york city Let's go live up in, uh, you know, I just found us a nice little spot in like Western Massachusetts, right? Like just really rural, nice. Uh, let's, let's get a little spot and, and, and transition back into living in New York. And, uh, I had already, uh, I had already been living in the Northeast again when the Geigen stuff, uh, came about. And it was around that time. Um, I think, uh, Eric and his wife moved to Chicago anyway. They moved back to Chicago. So then the band was like officially based in Chicago when I was in the band, like officially. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, just a lot of personal stuff, like differences or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like just stuff that, you know, obviously we're not going to get into, but like, uh, you know, I had some heavy stuff like personally happen, you know, some like people that I'm very, you know, family member, pass away i'm very tight with that you know what i mean like okay. i'm doing i'm doing a tour geigen is you know you you already know what this means to me like geigen is opening for immolation on a nation on, on a tour right and this is just a beautiful you know for all of us you know like we already know that immolation are some of the best people in metal period you know like as far as people go but then to be on tour with them and to work with them and have it be so smooth and so nice you know just like easy to deal with, you know, just a beautiful situation. We were on tour with them and I, and I lost my pops, you know? And it was like, I was having some differences with, 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 uh, some of those people in that group. And, you know, I lost this dude and that, you know, that super tight with him. And it's just like, you know what? Like, I don't need to be out here right now. Yeah. I need to be at home. You know what I'm saying? I need thing. I need to like do other things for a little while. Like I'm not, you know, and I kind of, I kind of just dipped to be, you know, to be real about it. I just dipped because I was a little, you know, there were certain things, bro. Like I was pissed off, like uh, to be frank about it, like yeah. it just what it is. I was, I was mad like about some other stuff, you know, but like involving the group, whatever. But like, uh, yeah, I mean, all that being said, like, I'm actually really proud of that record. Like I had a great time touring for it. Uh, you know, dude, like I'm in a group at that time, you know, if people don't know, like Eric Hersman live, this cat will play 
the theremin with the headstock of his guitar while yes. he's just, you know, I mean, destroying like this guy, like if you get a chance, go see the band. Like I'm not, it's not like that, you know, like this guy is unbelievable. You know, come on, Will, like, you know, you already know what it is with this dude, you know? So please phenomenal stuff, phenomenal material, loved, loved performing it. It was just like, it was, that was the culmination of like, wow, Swats got real funky, you know? And then this is real funky. Like, I'm not feeling this right now. I'm not feeling this, you know? It would just did not work out for me um, as far as just music at that period, you know? And I was pretty much done, quite honestly. That's, 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 you know, that's just, that's just the reality of the situation. I was pretty much finished with all of it. Serious. Got, got <laughs> yeah. it. Um, understandable, yeah. understandable, man. Sorry to yeah. hear that. Um, and just uh, life. Co commenting on, on Hurstman quickly, Eric Hurstman. I have reached out to him behind the scenes and, and we, you know, I, every once in a while I communicate with him. I was very fortunate. A band I was in years ago got to open up for them on tour. Um, for for several yeah. dates and and he's really I do cr credit Geigen and Eric Hersman as being one of the first bands to to really bring one of my bands all around the country on on a big national Back. tour man so that that was a big look and um awesome. but the, the flip side of that, why, like that what's that he's like that bro like yeah. you know what I'm saying he's he, you know he loves the hungry he loves it he love you know he he loves he loves it bro like he, yeah he well that's he the thing hungry friends. Like we were saying before, he caught the addiction to it for the road and the touring and everything like that. And yep. I, I think Correct. I I know like he is obsessed with his band in, in the way that you should be. He He's the diabolical mastermind behind Geigen. He runs the show. I've yes. heard from other. Yes. I'm not going to put words in your mouth. I've heard from people who were in the band at a later period about there's certain rules for how you present yourself on stage and how you, you know, and, and, and do, you know, performance of the songs like this is a, a real act here that he runs. And sure. that's that's, of course, um, not going to be for everybody for the long haul. Uh, respect to all parties, you know? Sure. Absolutely. I mean, I'm going to end it like this. There's more, there's more to it. Of course. You know what I mean, of course. Just that, that, and that, and that's just, and that's just for me, like as my little period about that, you know what I mean? Like, that's just like, it's a, there's, there's some extra, you know what I mean? But, but again, it's again, like it was, it was, being on stage and, and enjoying that whole, like it was beautiful creating with this person. It's not even, bro, we did that whole album. If you're familiar with this gentleman, Sanford Parker out that, in Chicago, I was going to ask you about working with him too. Yes. Oh, so, well, sorry to jump the gun, but yeah, I mean, that was yeah. just a little bit of a, that was just a little bit of a, like, again, like you're going from working with a, person like james murphy to sanford it's like i'm covering all spectrums right now in you know what i mean in metal production like what you know what i'm saying like just unbelievable situation you know and had i not done geigen i mean I'm, that's not a part of my life you know like being a, i mean when we tracked that album we basically lived together at sanford's at sanford's haunted studio i'm telling you that place was haunted bro it's a super legendary spot in like ukraine village uh he's not there anymore but it was a super legendary spot they used to have shows and whatever back in the day but but sanford wound up taking it over somehow and i don't know he had the studio in there and uh we wound up living there for roughly you know like three weeks or something dude i don't know maybe 
could be a little less. I, I, it sounds like I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it was, it was a fair amount of time and we, and we did a full production with him and that was awesome, dude. It was amazing. You want to talk about feeling free. Oh my God, dude. Just like, you know, if you want, go lick a frog and get huh. in the booth, dude. You know what I mean? Like, and that's not, you know what I'm saying? But it was like that though. It was like, let's, let's have fun, dude. Let's just, let's just make art, man. Let's get into it. You know? And it was, a, that was being in the studio with Geigen and doing that record. That was a blast, dude. It was, it was, it was, there was stress to it for sure. But like overall, a huge learning experience and phenomenal. I had a blast doing that. And I loved that material for sure. I really did. It was really a pleasure. A pleasure, absolutely. It's a great album. And um, could you just elaborate a little bit on the, the haunted studio aspect of it? Like with a whole, with a- I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Like, there's just, I don't know, creaks and and cracks and just like things. Ha- you know, it's an old building that's probably just constantly settling, but it just feels like. All right. 800 people got killed in there once. There's mad <laughs> tile everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, it's just grimy, dude. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a, it was just like a grimy spot. Felt like a, it felt like a, like a, like a, um, like a cafeteria in like a damn, mm. in the, <laughs> you know, in like, in the cuckoo's lesson. I don't know, bro. It was just this really weird spot. You know, wow. it was a really weird, just like, kind of like spooky ass spot. And like, they, you know what I mean? Like I was burning a lot. Let's be honest. I was burning a lot and they were trying to tell me haunted stories about it. I'm like, yeah, whatever, bro. Get out of here with that. You know what I mean? But then you, you know, but then you'd be trying to go to sleep and it's like, yo, yeah, what, what, <laughs> you know what I mean, bro? Like this is, this is uncomfortable right now. This is uncomfortable. You know, you just remember that. It was just, but it was all part of the experience, bro. Like you, you could hear that record is wild, super wild. It was a wild album, dude. And it was It is. It was a lot of fun, dude. Yeah, super it's, wild, bro. The, pro- the production sounds Absolutely. the production sounds like like a Led Zeppelin record or something. Like it's produced like a wild uh, rock uh, record, he, you know? Like Bro, he's vintage, bro. Hersman is vintage, dude, as far as yeah. you know what I mean? Like he's he's a vintage kind of dude. Like and I that I of course, you know. I always love that, you know. He he's true to that too, you know? He's like that. Yeah. He plays the wildest stuff, but he's not gonna really like He's not trying to overproduce it like that. It's just not him. You know, he is. It is more like, you know, like these guys are Hawkwind guys, bro. Yeah. You know, like these guys are, you know what I'm saying? Like they're from the generation. They, they just from that. Yeah. They're from that world and whatever. Like, I'm like, look, I'm 40 and I'm like, look at these old bass. You know I what know. I mean? Like, what the, I know. you know what I mean? Like, I thought I was ancient up in here. Damn. You know, like what, what is this? But yeah, a lot of exposure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a lot of exposure to different music and whatever. Like the whole Geigen thing was really again a phenomenal learning experience it was really great in that in that aspect All right. no question about it so yeah, so we've i've brought you this far i appreciate you giving me and the listeners so much insight into these other bands you were part of in your life and how that because i never it, speak about it. it i don't speak about it bro you know what i mean it, yeah, I it's quite it. a catalog and it's quite a kind of journeyman have mike will travel story it's, it's they're all notable <laughs> projects um and bands so with no further ado take me into nightmarer um which is of course your band that is still currently active and releasing deformity adrift your brand new album on may 5th 2023 um and but 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 that's it's of course your i believe your second album and your fourth actual release right 
I, yes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the truth. Uh, we're actually going to be putting it out on our in-house label, Total Dissonance Worship, that Simon runs. And yeah, like, how that all began was like, again, we're going to go back to SWATs. I'm in Europe with War from a Harlot's Mouth, if you remember that name from back in the day. This was like a okay. jazzy, like, metal chorus band out of Berlin or whatever. You know what I mean? It was, again... This was, the, but this was the good side of the MySpace beds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like these guys were insane, and we did a, we did a. Uh, there was a series out there called Thrash and Burn. If you remember back in the day, uh, they had they had a few. It's a festival tour, you know, and they did a couple in the U.S. and they did a couple in Europe, and uh, we wound up touring with. Um, that tour was, it was, it was. Uh, this band it was funny. And I'm still friends with a couple of these dudes. We made a lot of friends on that tour, actually. But uh, this band, Arsonist, Get All the Girls. Okay, they were a Cali band, whatever. You know, that name I remember, and, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, flip-flops and pink guitars, and they were amazing dudes. Like, whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know, like, these guys are, were phenomenal guys, you know, whatever. California. And uh, you know. it was uh, Cali dudes, you know? And it was it was whatever you know whatever it was fine we had a fun time you know <laughs> but it was a, it was a good it was a good head full of bands like darkest hour was a headliner awesome. on this on this tour beneath the massacre was on the tour we're tight with those dudes still love those guys shout out to beneath and, and all those dudes phenomenal band love those guys elliot is a ridiculous vocalist those those guys are amazing so but we you know swats wound up touring with this package and and war is on that tour and uh yeah, you I think you're going to appreciate this. You know, we, we got cool, you know, it's whatever, you know, everyone, you know, it's it's a smooth pretty smooth tour actually. Like it was really nice, you know, Darkest Hour guys are chill, you know, obviously. They're just an American thrash band, you know, they're fine, you know. They're just they're just down. Love those dudes whatever. Back then, you know, that's, you know, I don't know the the line of changes now whatever, but had a great time. And so it's a beautiful tour, we're having fun. And why not like I'm standing in front of the venue in, uh, in Milan. Right. And like, it's a beautiful night and just chilling and whatever. And Simon, uh, the guitarist of war from a harlot's mouth, we've exchanged, you know, pleasantries so far on this run, but somehow like we just start kicking it or whatever. And he's talking to me about Gangstar, And I'm like, what? I'm like, how does this, what this dude's from berlin like what like he knows about like that you know he knows about like hip-hop like legit like and we started like back and forth you know like talking about <laughs> them yeah man That's so awesome. it was the hip-hop connection I love, it. I love it yeah man yeah bro like that it was the hip-hop connection and we started just talking about stuff and whatever and we just you know like we we, we all did the tour it was a beautiful it was really one of the best tours i've ever done just from like you know, tour bus, you know, everyone's chill, having a good time. And it was, there was no drama, like outside of my band, forget it. Like my, we were a mess for sure. Swats was a mess at that point, you know, internally it was ridiculous, but we were able to we performed. We did our thing. We had a good time. And, uh, yeah, but I connected with Simon out there and, uh, you know, we just happened to stay in touch over the years. And, um, you know, like I love this guy's writing style, you know, he's phenomenal. You know, these, you know, he and Paul, uh, Paul Seidel from, from war, the drummer of that band from war from a heartless mouth, they, they decided to, uh, to end their project and, uh, they wanted to continue. They wanted to do something else. And Simon is, is 
starting to, you know, really get heavy with Despel. And you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's getting, everything is starting to really, you know, transition for him internally uh, with music. And, and, you know, not to say he hasn't always been into extreme bands, but like, it's getting more so now, you know? And he's just like, you know, like, you know, I'm not really feeling it. These guys are like, I'm not feeling this crowd. You know, this is not what I signed up for necessarily. Let's do something different. And he and Paul, you know, he and the drummer, uh, decided to do something else. And, um, yeah, I had been in touch with Simon for mad long, like, yo, let's do something, whatever, whatever. And, uh, he was like, yeah, we're trying out vocalists. We're going to start something new. And I'm like, yo, like, what's up? You know, like, let's, I would love to collaborate with, you know, like we come from, we're cut from the same groove cloth, you know what I mean? To a certain degree, you know, we're, we we're groove dudes, you know, that's where, that's our bread and butter. And it's like, I know that, you know, I could and I could add some low end to his low end. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. this, he he brings the dude very. I've always been really uh, privy to his writing style, and uh, I knew it was going to get even a little darker with this new band. I'm like, yo, man, like I would love to to throw my name in that hat. You know, whatever. What's up? You know, and they tried out a few heads, but uh, it worked out. And yeah, we we cut a demo. And um, funny enough, I actually tracked uh, vocals. With um, I don't know. I don't, do you know Jay Newman? You know Jay Newman yeah, yeah, from Unearthly Trance. Jay Newman from Unearthly Trance. I've recorded. That's my uh, dog, bro. Yeah, yeah. I've recorded at Jay's house. Yeah, man. Of course, <laughs> at his house, right? Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Definitely. In his basement. Yeah, yeah. Yo, it's a small world, bro. Small world. That's bro. But funny, yo, man. Yeah. So we. So you know, I laid, I, did, I laid down some very rough stuff, and they were like, "Yeah, okay, cool. Let's 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 progress. Let's do a demo." And they send me the songs and uh, yeah, I went over to Jay's house cause I had met him through my job uh, and uh, he just, I just see this cat with the morbid angel fitted on. I'm like, what? You know what I mean? Who are you, bro? You know what I mean? He's been working. He's been a tech for years. He's a tech, uh, you know, uh, high level musician. This guy is a sick, you know, in, in, instrument tech as well as phenomenal bass player or what have you. But uh, I met him and like, this is all during that time. And I'm like, yo man, I need somewhere to record my vocals, bro. And he's like, come through dude, you know, and yeah. I, just, I laid, I laid the first uh, demo tracks, um, uh, for the first uh, demo <laughs> at uh, his place. Yeah, man. So That's much fun, awesome. dude. Great guy, man. Yeah, I You already Jay. know he's, a, he's a, the best. Jay's good Great people, guy. man. Yeah. Great guy. Uh, that's yeah, that's so that, funny, man. Yeah, all right, all right, I'm sorry. Go a ahead. A lot of yeah. fun. No, 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 no. So no, I love that dude, bro. Like, but yeah, so like, these guys already had a connection with uh, Season of Mist from the final uh, War from a Harlot's Mouth release, and so it was sort of a a nice, smooth transition into uh, releasing an album um, on that label, and uh, we were able to kind of set that up uh, pretty smoothly, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's still a new band. They want to check it out or whatever, but it, it was a pretty smooth transition, so we got to put out our first album with them which was a lot of fun for sure yeah man that was cool awesome man um so like just build, building up to getting into this new album a little bit i want you to talk about like i have to credit uh heavy new york did interview it's simon right your uh guitarist yeah yeah, yeah um simon sludge yes yeah, man. so uh, i have to credit my research so i you know he talked a little bit about how after um cacophony of terror you guys started gradually adding a little bit more industrial 
elements to the music yeah. and kind of expanding the sound. I don't know if you want to touch on that. Well, it's, you know, it's just, uh, I think when you think about New York and when you think about places like Berlin, East Berlin or whatever, it's in our blood, bro. Industrial music is in our blood to a certain degree. Right. I mean, it's just, as a, these are really intense sort of places, you know, like these, this, this big city that is sort of like our element of grit is the industrial end. Trains, you know, big machines. You already yeah, know, but yeah. crushing, yeah, crushing, yeah. crushing. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, imposing buildings, imposing walls. You know what I mean? Just like, you know, the industrial machine of humanity, et cetera, and so forth. You know, it's uh, a lot of it is uh, in time with a chain gang, if you will. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's you know it's we're getting brutalized out here. You know, so th- th- we feel that way. You know, we feel that way, and and that 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 element element kind of lends to the darkness. You know, of it all, really. Yeah. You know, because that's just. That's just really what it is, man. And just the old, and then, you know, these guys are heavily influenced, you know, Simon, you know, we have the whole, we all come from that relapse school as well. You know what I mean? And all those yeah. crazy bands and all that weird shit that we all grew up on. And, you know, we're not, we're not afraid to like spice it up a little bit with that stuff at all. We love it. I love it. It's the first time I've ever been able to dabble in it. And yo, for, for instance, like, on Cacophony of Terror, these guys mic'd up a piece of ductwork over in Berlin during the drum tracking. You heard? Like, they literally mic'd a piece of tin. You know what I'm saying? HVAC, a piece of HVAC. That's great. And smash it, with a sh- smash it with a shovel in time. You know what I mean? That's and like old school industrial got- music, yeah. That we know, we just want, you know what it is, bro. Like we want, we want old school with it. And you know, it's, it's so much fun dabbling in that, you know, it's so much fun. It's great. Bro, I you, love it. You, you know? gotta, so. you gotta have, you gotta, you gotta get like real German guys to have like real industrial music. You know what I mean, man? Like they, they know, they know what it's uh, all well, about. Exactly. Well, uh, facts, bro. And like, it was a cra- craft work, uh, craft work back in the day. Yeah, yeah, bro, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, you know, and there's bands over there bringing it too. still, like yeah. there's a lot of like. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of really good, good underground stuff over there too that is just like crushing. Yeah. There's this band that we did a, you know, there's this, you know, this band Valborg that maybe we're gonna get into a little bit. But these guys <laughs> are phenomenal with the, with these elements of just like, I don't know, just drudgery and just pounding. You know, it just, oh, it's just great. It's, it's good stuff, man. And and yeah, we actually we actually have a friend, uh, Ferenc over there, who's Simon's very good friend. He did a remix like of one of our songs on and it's like one of the hidden tracks on the on the first album you know what i mean and it's like more industrial right like he did a full like industrial remix of one of our tunes or whatever and uh he does music over there yeah ferenc uh he does this project called limbs you can find his, his stuff through through hours for sure and it's dope it's, this guy's unbelievable so yeah Interesting, yeah man. yeah so that's the thing. Yeah, you're dealing with Germans at this point. You know, you know you're going to get a little bit of that. Well, you're going to get a little bit of that, and I'm in. I love it. I love it. You have you've kind of evened the sides a little bit though, because um, stateside you you've got now Keith Merrow on guitars, and yeah. he's from Oregon, if I got it right. He is. He is. He's in. He's uh, he's also in the Portland area, uh, as I am now, and as Simon is now, actually. So we actually oh, have three okay. members of the band. Yeah, man, we all okay. we have three members of the of the band living in uh, in the in Oregon now, and uh, it's just a game changer, you know. It really is. It's been 
tremendous. I mean, we have we have some work to do over the course of the next few days, and I'm just coming from uh, Keith's uh, studio right now. You know, we're fully immersed. You know, we're we're in the middle of a project like now. You know, uh, and uh, it's been tremendous, dude. Keith is like. Keith is just such a top-notch like person and like musician and cinematographer and like this dude is just like he's the all-in-one kind of cat, you know. And it's been uh, it's been amazing. It really has been amazing and a very smooth addition. Uh, something that we we weren't necessarily looking for, quite honestly. Like, you know, I, I mean, we've been open-minded to such things, but again, it's like. We've been in bands for mad long already, dude. We know what it is. And, you know, if we could limit, you know, if we could set limits in certain areas where we feel like we can produce some really great stuff and and limit the mouths, like that's a, you know, that's a lot of times that's a good way to go to try and get yourself off the ground, right? Yeah. You know, so like we, we try to keep it, we try to keep it small and tight for a little bit. You know, we have bass player friends and what have you when we track everything else together or whatever, you know? But when this guy comes out, you know, like this, I'm not, you know, kind of, sort of, a little bit. Like, Nightmare happened to do a tour in 2019, and and uh, you know, one of the, you know, one of the photos was from um, from the Portland show, wound up on on social media, and uh, Keith said something along the lines of, uh, I'm not going to quote him, but it was like, oh, some, you know, I'm sad I missed the show or whatever. And then he and Simon began conversing and. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of happened pretty quickly and pretty fluidly and has worked out really, really well. Uh, the guy is a treat. It's tremendous. And so, yeah, we have, we've even the playing field, you know, we're, we're, our dumb jokes, their jump, dumb jokes, it's sick. You know what I mean? <laughs> we'll have a blast, you know? <laughs> we have a blast. It's been it's been great so far. So you mentioned did did he have did he do the um uh, direct this new video you guys just released uh the, the song well, actually Toff Bethel Toff I can't pronounce it Toff Bethel Toff Bethel yeah 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 and I'm even saying it worse than obviously my bandmates would right you know uh, uh but uh but uh he had a heavy hand in it obviously but really like. Like the majority of everything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, he's he's very well-versed in that world. Obviously, he's made a career of such things uh, with his own personal work uh, through social media, you know, through Schechter Guitars, um, through his projects. Uh, he, you know, he's, he's done a number of tremendous, <laughs> tremendous projects, you know, much less his own material. His solo stuff is amazing as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, he did that conquering dystopia stuff with Loomis and freaking, you know, and Webster and whatever. And he's he's such a top notch guy. It's just such a pleasure to have such a down to earth and such, you know, a dialed in artist on the team. It is beautiful, dude. Absolutely. So yeah, you know, as far as as far as you know, a little bit of directing, as far as uh, you know structure goes yeah he he definitely has a, a a good hand in it but i will say much like everything else in the group and i'm not even exaggerating we made it all happen together honestly we're moving pieces we're moving parts we're all getting it done at the same time and uh pretty much how that video went it was a, it was a it was all hands on deck and it really was a lot of fun it was it was fluid and fun 
I really encourage Absolutely. the listeners to check out that new video uh, by Nightmarer for your single. Uh, t- I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna spell it out for the people that want to look it up. T a u f b e h e f l. Our German speaking listeners. Um, shout out to my cousin in law. Uh, gonna yeah, gonna get that one better than me. But a really interesting video. It's got this like kind of antiquated, like j- j- court of judgment, possibly occult, just kind of really dark, weird vibe, man. It's a really like oppressive, scary vibe that fits the music as a visual perfectly. And that's you mentioned this band Valborg. Right. Um, yeah. The two guys from that band, they're they're in the video too. Also, like adding uh, vocals. The, the, they they were they appear in the video as well, right? Correct. Well, they're not physically in the video. Their vocals are in the video. Christian and and Jan and uh, these are again old friends uh, from from Europe. Uh, friends of Simon. Uh, Chris is a ridiculous, ridiculous musician. Uh, he does uh, Labyrinth of Stars, uh, uh, Valborg. He's doing a project, I believe it is completely solo, called Owl. And you can find a lot of this stuff, again, on the in-house label that we have going on, Total Dissonance Worship. He's released a couple of cassettes through Simon's label and what have you. And, uh, yeah, like, we've known the caliber of these these dudes for a long time now and it's always been like we gotta do something with these dudes man like these guys are it's too good it's too good man you know like every project that they produce is just next level material you know like and singing and choirs and 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 it's all them it's all you know what i mean it's all this one group of kids good kids you know i'm still in that mindset but you know it's all this one group of of guys over there over in uh in germany that uh are just such phenomenal musicians that we're able to tap into because of just like-minded stuff and, and friendships over the years that have been built and uh yeah they lent the vocals uh the german vocals uh all the lyrics are theirs okay these two gentlemen created the lyrics for the song uh we pieced it together uh german and english lyrics um both them and man i mean we're just like reading the lyrics you know and having things deciphered for me and then you know just like reading the lyrics and just like how miserable can it get you know what i mean like mm-hmm. let's get let's, let's see how bad it could real really really get you know and these guys they're able to touch that level that we love to dabble into you know so this is a lot of fun and it just was very very smooth and uh simon and paul obviously being native native speakers we're able to take those roles on and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, nail, nail the uh, performance for the, yeah, for the they, video. They and, kind of, they kind of played those parts of the vocals for the video. Uh, again, really honestly, it's, interesting video. Go on, go on. Yeah. I mean, well, they kind of like, it was, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's, it's almost as if like they, I don't know, it fits so well. It's almost as if they're doing it. You know, like legit, <laughs> like that. It could be their voices, like for real, because I know. You know what I mean, like. And if they were to manipulate a little bit, that could easily be them. Like I, I'm not even kidding, and it just worked out really, really well. Yeah, I'm just super happy about that because that could be something that could, like, you know, this, these people are halfway across the planet, dude. You know what I mean? Like you never know, man. You never know how something like that's gonna work. 
And for it to just be boom, a home run, like, oh, man, it's just a pleasure, man. Awesome. Definitely recommend that. And and that's uh, your upcoming album, Deformity Adrift, um, uh, May 5th, 2023, coming out. People can go to Bandcamp or whatever platform. You have another single out for that. Um, You want to tell me just a little bit more, anything else about the album you want to get into, maybe for people who are familiar with previous material, what they should expect, um, are you? Do you have any touring coming up, or, or, or like just anything about this brand new album, new projects that you want to get into? Sure. I mean, we have we have two singles out now. Uh, the first one was "Throw of Illicit Withdrawal," and now we're on to Tauf Biffle. We have we have a you know a couple of more things in the pipeline for sure uh, coming before the official release. Uh, we're hard at work right now, and um, yeah, I mean, this is some darker stuff. I mean, it just, it is what it is. The band is going to progressively get darker, right? It's just what it is. It's who we are as people. It's what we observe and it's what we put into our music. So it's just grittier. Uh, and I'm not, I can't stand when it's, Oh, this is the heaviest thing we've ever put out. You know? Okay. Like, what does that mean? You know, like I'm telling you that this is a nastier record, that this is just what it is is a grittier album that we all can hang our hats on and be like, that's, you know, like it's crushing. And we feel that way, you know, like, like straight up and down, we feel very, very happy with the piece of material we're, we're, we're sharing with everyone for sure. That being said, the majority of this stuff, uh, drums for sure were recorded pre COVID. You know what I mean? Like this has been a process for us. You know, we, I've been calculating this since the beginning, you know, since, since all that happened, like we were ready to go, you know, February, 2020 with this, but what are we going to do now? You know what I mean? It literally all happened in that moment. And we were lucky enough, you know, to have, you know, internally to be like, okay, guys, just chill. Cause we're hot now. You know what I mean? We're ready to like internally, you know, the drums are tracked. It's time. Boom, 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 boom. Let's go. You know what I mean? We just did a tour. We had just come off a tour with, with Dark Funeral, uh, Incantation, Delphigore, uh, you know, we, had, we did a really nice run. We're, we're ready to go into the next album cycle. You know how it is, man. We're ready to go. And like, you know, just every, the rug got pulled out from everybody and, and it is what it is, but we decided to just kind of hold off. Um, we uh, acquired the artwork back then. We've been sitting on the album artwork for years now. You know what I mean? Like we've been we've been yeah. really holding on tight yeah. to do this, you know, the way that we really wanted to, you know. And um, so far, so good. You know, it's a changed world. You know, let's not kid ourselves. The music industry is night and day from what it was even the, the beginning of the pandemic. It's just what it is. You know, things have changed dramatically, but do I have any regret in waiting? No, I don't. You know, we're all very, very, you know, excited to finally bring it to everyone's ears. You know, that's just, that's just what it is. You know, we, we waited, we waited a good amount of time to get this done and, and we feel good and we hope everyone enjoys it. You know, absolutely. This is what it is. All right, man. I, I encourage everyone to check this out, um, especially given this insight you, you gave us into it. And um, John, being respectful of your time, you've been very generous with your time to explain your story and all these different facets of it. I really appreciate it. 
Um, as we well, wind- thank you for having. Me. I mean, it's all love, bro. It's all love. You know how it is. You uh, and me. It's been it's been years, dude, for sure. So yeah, dude, it's a pleasure I, to talk I, to you. Just generally, I love talking to people and meeting new people through the podcast. But it's great to catch up with somebody such as yourself, who I haven't spoken to regularly in a few years. But it's kind of like we you've always been there on the journey, like adjacent. You know what I mean? We're the same age. Yes, we kind of got yes, into it the same Castle Heights and all this stuff. So yeah, uh, yeah, memory lane, man. Um, well, one more trip down memory lane because i'm I'm about to hit you with the the the, um the heavy hole uh closeout question is can you recommend an older album and a newer album uh just for me and the listeners anything from your personal favorite albums metal or otherwise whatever you want just something old and something new to recommend to the listeners to check out honestly Guys, I, I'm sorry. I can't stop with the hip hop. <laughs> Great, I love it. I've been listening. I'm telling you, I've been listening to this kid, Rome Streets, for a minute now, bro. I don't know if you, you are you on this kid right now at all. Rome uh, this, this, this is the first I've heard of it. I'm not up on a lot of new school stuff, though, man. I'm living in the '90s. No, 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 no. But uh, what I'm telling you is like this is what we listen to. You know, these are young. There's there's some people coming out that are like our age, you know, but are, are getting some scratch. They're getting some play now, you know. Yeah, yeah. And this kid, it's very, very, it's very authentic. It's 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 dirty, you know. So like, I, I've been listening to what it's it's the record. It's called "Wasn't Built in a Day." It's um it's new. It came out like last week or something like that. But like, this is the new one I've been listening to. I'm sorry, I'm going in reverse because like. I literally was just geeking out on this album. This guy did a new song with Method Man. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I'm I'm loving it. I'm and, loving it. And what's, what's the guy's name one more time? Rome Streets. Rome Streets. God, okay. Got to look into that, yeah. man. And I love when people bring hip-hop suggestions into the podcast, man. Switch it up. It's great. And so, and so the other, but the other new stuff that I've been listening to is Disgrace. Like, it, 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 the band Morier. I don't know if you've heard of this group. It's a, it's it's a it's actually a black metal band. They're called Morier from from France. And like I'm not a huge black metal guy just generally, right? It just I have my I have my my guys, you know? I have my stuff that I listen to, but I'm not really heavy in that world. These guys just have the groove element like and and the ambient element just locked in i don't know what to say dude they did a, they did a record this last year but that's like one of the newer uh, metal albums that i've been listening to just kind of on repeat and again the band is is morier it's m-o-u-r-i-r uh and the album is called disgrace like these guys okay. are unbelievable dude oh, I'm, yeah, yeah i'm not up like, on that either man but that's why i ask that's good yeah, no doubt. Cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, listen, Surrealistic Madness, Candyria, just listen to that. I don't want to talk oh, about nothing else, bro. That's yes, it, period. Yes. You surrealistic Madness by Candyria. Come on, man. That's it. <laughs> just listen to that and shape your mind. That's all. I don't know what to tell you, bro. That's just what it is. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Just ride on the ride on the L I double R for an hour with, with uh Candyria playing, man, and just, just lose yourself. And for me, it was the E train. I swear to you, yeah. dude, it was the E train. That, yeah. that was it. I'm going. I'm going to look. I'm. I'm on my way to either Bleak or Bob or Generation, and I'm listening to damn surrealistic madness, bro. Yeah. And I'm going to buy, you know, what I mean, everything under the sun, you know. So these are just the records I grew up on, you know. 
We could throw, we could throw Coalesce in there too. We could talk about Coalesce too. That's another band. Underrated band. Coalesce. Underrated band, band for bro. sure. Huge band. Like Interesting Botch band. And Coalesce. Yeah, yeah, I love all that stuff. Yeah, I love all that stuff. But, Bo- yeah. Botch on the comeback now. I'm waiting for Coalesce to drop some comeback stuff and kind of, but like, I'm waiting for Coalesce to catch some steam with the younger generation that's peeling back all these old old records, you know? I, ho- I hope so. Look, I mean, it is what it is. Like, it, if you don't know Coalesce, I'm sorry. You're not <laughs> curious. That is, that is fire. That give them rope. Fire. Yeah, like, give them rope. Oh, my goodness, dude. Like, yeah. I still be watching. I watch the old video cassette you know, like live performances from friggin', you know, Kansas City, Missouri, whatever, whatever, you know, like drums getting thrown off the stage, like the most violent music that you've ever seen in your life coming from some kids in the Midwest. You know what I mean? And they're just breaking three guitars a show. But it's tight somehow. What? <laughs> and they were like, like mathy in a weird way. They were like kind of, they would do some weird shit level. musically, man. They were awesome. Yeah, Coalesce, great band. Amazing. Coalesce, game changer band, bro. Oh, my God. And that, even the last album they put out, Ox, like they that, they put that out on Relapse or whatever. And they did that They did that last album. And it was like, it was like, it was grown up Coalesce. And it was amazing. Mm. You know what I mean? It was just, super good really good band after all those years yeah i love that stuff dude love that stuff yeah that's it awesome man wow yeah dude that's the that's some classics right i gotta look up this new stuff you brought to my attention man and also everyone's got to look up deformity adrift um or may thank 5th you, bro. yeah I may 5th you. 2023 your new album check out the video look up that the new singles um familiarize we got more yourself coming. yeah we got yeah. we got some more work coming definitely you know what i'm saying we we're literally in the thick of it right now so oh yeah yeah it's cool yeah we're having a lot of fun for sure for uh, sure john definitely. um thank you so much for your time man any parting words for listeners of our show and fans of your band and your music just keep the ears open. Always keep the open mind. You know what I'm saying? That's it. That's it. Always. You know, we're here now. You know, that's Hell it. Yeah. Always, always keep, always keep the ears open. Never close that mind. Always. You know what I'm saying? Will, you're, you're, you're a pleasure of a human being. <laughs> always, <laughs> dude. You're the man. You really are. Thank you, man. You I, really I, I appreciate it. And, and right back at you, man. It, it was a pleasure talking to you, man. And, um, you know, you, you're always welcome on the platform. Man. It was great great catching up with an old friend, let alone having a, a great interview for the platform, man. Cheers, bro. Thank you so much. You're the Hell man, yeah. bro. You already know. Definitely. All it's all love. Always. Always. I love, I'm going to, I'm going to holler at you when I come, cause I'm going to come East. You know what I mean? Of course, obviously I'm going to holler at you. We're going to get some food. Hell Definitely. yeah. Hell yeah, John. Uh, pr- appreciate you, man. Um, and of course that's Nightmare with Deformity Adrift, uh, the new album May 5th for all the listeners, man. Thank you, John. Thank you for your time, man. Have a great night. It's a pleasure. You as well. Uh, is is has recovered <laughs> quite yet from that that worm pun the can of worms fuck
Yeah, dude, it's okay. It happens to the best of them. Um, I've b- believe me, I've missed many puns out there. What was that? Like, there was what's there, up? there was a furry blur across your screen. It's just one of my cats. I, I noticed that. Yeah, back here, back with my co-host Dave, the animal lover's choice, Gladding. Um, that's what they're calling you, the listeners of the show. I understand. I'm okay with that. Yeah, which cat was that? There he is. Well, there he is. There's a cat. Okay. This this cat is is named Littles because she is just small. Never really, uh, you know, got to full size. Yeah. The cat's doing its the thing where it, like it knows you're busy, so it just kind of like puts its tail end right in your in your your work area to assert dominance. Wow. Yeah. You're just going along with it, Dave. I'm okay, man. Wow, man. All right. So everyone's getting along there. The cats and the dogs living together, just like Ghostbusters. Um, we're going to do, that might actually be a little bit more like my, like my recommendation, but we'll get to yours first. Um, we actually are going to do a classic heavy hole style, just like I asked John Collette to do, uh, an old album and a new album. Dave, you got, you got a new album to, you got an old album to talk about tonight, man. Uh, let her rip. Go, go for it. Yeah. So my, my album today is, uh, uh, exit 13 ethos music Hmm. from relapse records, 1994 trying to like like verbalize this album because it's just one of those ones that i've been listening to for so long that i don't it's such like a normal thing for me that like all the nuance i've sort of like i've, I've just like ingested and it's like i can't i almost don't hear it anymore because it's all just you know there but um yeah so exit 13 like they're like an experimental jazz grind band i guess from uh pennsylvania this album, it's like, and I, I should say too, like that. I feel like the the grind uh, subgenre thing in in the '90s was like sort of like a a a pseudonym for like just experimental kind of extreme metal. So like, you know, like these songs, they're not short. It's not like just like blast beat laden, like Napalm Death Worship or anything like that. It's you know, some of the songs are really long. They're slow with some like with some blast beats interspersed, and there's like weird like acoustic sections and jazzy guitar stuff and like loose kind of jam sections throughout. But you know, definitely still grind. It's you know, the singer Bill Yerkowitz has like this distorted like uh, effects laden vocal approach that he uses, like all kinds of weird distortions and phasers and shit like that and uh yeah uh dan wilker plays bass scott lewis formerly of uh brutal truth plays uh plays drums and the uh the two mainstays are uh steve o'donnell on guitar and bill yerkowitz on vocals and uh do you have anything to add on that um yeah a little well first of all to 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 leave you and the um to take you and the listeners out of suspense. The reason why I was digging around with the flashlight before uh, I had my nice. my my tape closet with my shelves, my my merch. I have this Exit Thirteen. I have Don't Spare the Green Love, which is the album on Relapse in '93. So I guess this came right before um, uh, Ethos Music. From yeah, 94. I think that's. I think that's one of like the the it's like a compilation album of like older material or 
Okay. Yeah. Demos I'm... or something like that. Like they have like a few of those. So yeah, I admittedly do not listen to this often and haven't in a long time. I believe I actually acquired this like in, in high school at some point. Um, but I didn't get rid of it. I, I have kept it around it, you know, like, again, like I don't hate this band or anything, you know, we'll do respect. It's just, it's a very specific sound. And sometimes they just kind of like bend things a little bit too far for my liking. It is um, absolutely an acquired taste. There's a Mr. Bungle thing that happens sometimes where they just go a little bit too far for my liking into yeah. a different, in a completely different genre. And like, I, you know, I get it that it's not easy to do or to pull off. Um, but it's it's just not for me in that respect when they go like full swing jazz or whatever for a few minutes or something. Um, but that being said, I also like for I feel like I, I was able to tolerate more of this album uh, ethos music than maybe normal. Like 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 don't get me wrong, the metal parts are great. There's some really cool sludgy metal parts with sick vocal effects and some yeah. kind of almost like carcass like grind stuff going on. Like I I definitely see this as being a precursor to cephalic carnage in a big way. Um yeah, absolutely. But uh, lately also on like a like a tangent I've been listening and kind of re-exploring some of the, the the bigger like breakthrough grunge albums, the Alice in Chains and Soundgarden, and even like the first Pearl Jam album. Just kind of like the last week or two, man, that's been a little fascination of mine. And um, like looking into sub pop records, and you know what, just, just like looking into the the history of that that early grunge scene a little bit. And I feel like putting my head in that early '90s space. Mm-hmm. Of like the kind of like metallic weird rock experimental space, maybe I like was able to open my mind to Exit Thirteen a little bit better for that same reason because it was like that was ninety four. There was some stuff on there that was a little bit more psychedelic rock almost or like alternative rock yeah. mixed in, like also swing jazz, also a lot of shit. Like, um, but I felt like I was able to kind of understand the exper- experimental nature of it a little bit more or at least tolerate it a little bit more. But there are some parts like, again, Mr. Bungle, n- not my thing. I respect it. I understand that, the you know, the guy's a genius and all that sort of thing. But it's just not – I'm sorry. You know, it's not something I'm going to listen to all the time. I'm not a, a huge fan. Um, this is kind of like the same thing, like uh, – Cephalic Carnage is a great band too, like that I brought up before, but sometimes it's just difficult for me to listen to that stuff that has that like um almost like schizophrenic personality twist going on. You know what I mean? Throughout yeah, the throughout there, the genre. There's there is a lot going on stylistically. Like the I think the guitar player, uh Steve, writes all the material and it's very like, you know, he does the jazz thing and it's like it's strictly he goes like from like these heavy primitive like caveman riffs to just clean guitar smooth jazz like bluesy kind of riffs like with no metal or distortion or anything then back to like a grind a, like a grindcore riff and then whatever so it's like it's very like each section is like very kind of compartmentalized um stylistically you know there's not a lot of you know like oh i'm playing uh like a blues lick over a blast beat or something like that you know so it it can it can be a little jarring to listen to if you, if you like you sort of have to like you know like I've been listening to this album for twenty something years so it's it's all normal to me but yeah like, like as, as someone who doesn't listen to them all the time I could totally get the uh like it, it's not it really kind of throws you for a loop 
depending on, on your on your mood. It's a little jarring, very specific, but um, having said that, some of the bands I compared it to that I'm not really into, a lot of my bandmates and friends, longtime friends, are huge fans of Mr. Bungle and of Cephalic Carnage. So I'm not trying to take anything away. Just for me personally, it's just a little bit too eccentric. Um, but I, you know, I understand and respect this band's place in, in the history of extreme music and all that sort of thing. So I'm not trying to take anything away. I will leave it now up to the listeners to be the final judge. Actually, I'll listen up. I'll leave it up to, uh, producer Tom Saltman. If he wants to take it away with, uh, exit 13 ethos music from 94 and relapse records. Uh, any final thoughts on that, Dave? Nope. Just listen to it. If you haven't, it's, it's a very interesting album. Hell yeah, agreed. Take it away, Tom. Okay, um, yeah, Exit 13, again, interesting band. Um, I picked something new, something a little bit more recent, uh, Astriferous, um, A-S-T-R-I-F-E-R-O-U-S, Astriferous from Costa Rica. Uh, Pulsation. name. Yeah, it, it's, yeah it's, it's, a, it's tough on the old New York tongue, Astriferous. Um, it, sounds like a, it sounds like a word you could teach a dog. You know, you can teach it to like a us. You know what I mean? Like, because like you got two dogs. Work, work that out. I'm I'm gonna work on that uh, as soon as I get off the uh, the call with you. Um, I was actually thinking more of like a Mary Poppins kind of thing. It's like super califragilistic, super expelladocious, but like you throw in like super cala asterisific. I'm thinking super Ex- cosmic asterifis death death metal Dude, extra maybe- dosage. After this call, we should start writing uh, a musical together. I got you know, enough. Like a, like a, I, I'm a, in enough a, bands. Okay. Like a, sci- a sci-fi death metal. Uh, Been there, done like that. Mar- Mary Poppins <laughs> kind of spin. Yeah, uh, that that sounds too much like something I like, like a place I got thrown out of once. Um, but a place oh, I didn't yeah. get thrown out of. The beautiful country of Costa Rica. Um, when I went and visited, uh, I, I got it's a long story. I got I got a couple of family members over there, um, and a couple of Costa Rican family members over here. Pulsations from the Black Orb is the brand new album by Costa Rican. I'm gonna say death metal band Astriferous, 2023 on Misako Un Ojo uh, Records um, slash Pulverized Records. I guess they put that on collaboration. Uh, I'm just gonna say that this is a special release. I really enjoy. First of all, I enjoy the cover art. The cover art is striking. It kind of reminds me of Massacres from Beyond, but like an updated version maybe or like a, a kind of like a like a different take on that theme almost. Um really really like that first of all, the the creatures. Um but more importantly, the music this to me kind of sits right there with your uh Old Bolt Thrower, your Demigods first albums uh 
sleep of sullen eyes, uh, slumber of sullen eyes. Um, but especially, I don't throw a drama lick around often. But when I do, I, I feel like it's important. This band has some of the charm of uh, Psychostasia, the uh, classic Adramalik uh, first full-length album. Not to say it sounds exactly like it or it's some sort of tribute experience, um, but instead I think it's it's just some sort of like kind of mysterious, dark, cosmic-sounding death metal that takes from some of the same influences. Um also, incantation might you might come to mind. What I like about this too is that it, what you really you do have to listen to it, like the guitars, though kind of like little wall of sound that the guitars form. The riffs are legible. You can understand the riffs, but I feel like you do have to listen. You have to tune your ears just ever so slightly. It's not like this war metal wall of noise, but it is slightly scratchy and slightly raw as a guitar tone. And it just forces you to hone in. I don't want that to turn anyone off. It's a, it's a well-produced death metal album, but something about the guitars maybe leans a little towards that kind of black metal or war metal, uh, tremoly, noisy edge. And it, and it works for it because it forces you to hone in on those riffs a little bit more as you're listening to it. It's got a hypnotizing effect. Uh, and I'm not going to gush any more over this. Um, just really a really cool release that I think people should check out, like I said, for fans of your old school, dark, mysterious death metal akin to the classic Finnish bands. Um, and I'll let you take over for your opinion, Dave. Uh, I, I like your your Finnish uh, spin on it. That, that was one of the things that I actually had to listen to this album twice to kind of like kind of get my head around it. It's not like it's that... It's not like super dense or anything like that, but mm-hmm. it, I just like the first time I heard it, I was just kind of like, I don't know if I wasn't paying attention or what, but it's just like it, it wasn't like jiving with me. So I had to hear it again, but um, it had like a sort of uh, a bit of the, like that kind of like if like the, the dissonant death metal thing, like uh, I don't want to say gore guts, but like uh, like like ulcerate or something like that, or maybe mm-hmm. like some like like shades of immolation or something but um you know like in, in parts it was like I, I dug the uh the doomier stuff like when the when i first heard it the the intro track the first track was like i was really digging it i was like you know it, it had like this like sort of uh what's it the 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 synthesizer band that does all the the 70s horror movies zombie uh, or yeah like i was kind of Goblin. getting that feeling yeah like one of those bands I was like, oh, this is cool. And then like it it like changed like on a dime to like, yeah. just, like blasting death metal and stuff. And I was like, holy shit. I was not expecting that. <clears throat> and uh but yeah, like most of it is it's not like you know, like like blasting death metal, like you know, like hate eternal or Nile, but like it's it's very it's like more mid-paced and slow. The the dissonance thing really kind of comes out, which might be part of like the finished thing that you're talking about, but um, it was a it was a cool album, man. I definitely think there's a lot there. It's not, it's uh, you you can't like kind of uh, pinhole it like saying like oh it's Swedish death metal or it's this kind of death metal or that. Like there's a lot going on there stylistically, but uh, I definitely I enjoyed it. I think it's a good album, and I'd like to listen to it some more. Yeah, um, that, that yeah, I'll I'll leave it there again for the listeners to decide. I don't want I don't want to overtalk it, um, but I'll definitely say it is a mysterious sounding 
um, death metal album uh, that deserves your attention, especially for fans of, uh, like I said, maybe some of those darker, mysterious uh, Finnish bands from back in the day, man. Astriferous uh, from Costa Rica with pulsations from the Black Orb uh, on Misako Un Ojo uh, slash Pulverized Records. Uh, Tom, take it away, please, sir. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Justin, and all the other members of the Heavy Hole podcast team. Um, but, Dave, uh, thank you for sticking with me thus far. I appreciate you, man. Um, you mentioned before you're going to a show uh, mid-April. Who was it you're going to see again? Uh, Worm. Worm. That's Yeah, we talked about that. Um, shout out to them. The band uh, from Florida, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's some other stuff. I know, well, first of all, May 24th, we are still holding out to – uh, trick Fergus into going to see Dark Funeral. Um, we're going to get him drunk and tell him that we're going to go see Sunny Day Real Estate, maybe. But it's really going to be Dark Funeral. Beyond that, um, I have a few other shows I wanted to talk about. Let's see what we got here, man. I'm just getting my... Yes, sir. Yes, it is. Yes, that's uh, May the uh, 21st. Thank you for bringing that up to my attention. I appreciate that. I was kind of like struggling there for a second. Um, I was actually I was catching up with uh, like listening to Heavy Hole Podcasts this afternoon before i uh <laughs> came on so i was you know the one with uh yeah uh the guy um ian he was talking about like one of the bands and i was like oh yeah i like that band yeah but... I, i'm sorry oh no 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 go ahead man go ahead i'm sorry no it, that was all i was gonna say it was just that it was uh the anthropophagus band which i also like is playing with uh, exsanguinated and whoever else I can't remember. I got it right here. Yeah, um, in Infandus and Bludgeoner, uh, along with exsanguinated and Anthropophagus. Uh, I apologize; it's a hard name for me to pronounce. I'm an idiot. Anthropophagus. Um, Sunday, May the twenty first, at the Broadway in Brooklyn, New York, seven p.m. Fifteen dollars. Um, uh, Necrofest presenting that event. Um, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, we also got big. Th- I'm not going to say anything right now. I'm just going to tell you to, to 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 keep your eyes peeled on the exsanguinated social media. Um, we're going to be announcing some stuff. We're going to be uh, um, uh, doing some touring this summer, and we got some other shows coming up. Uh, like I have been pumping um, April the 23rd at 6:30 p.m., which is a Sunday at Amityville Musical. Exsanguinated is going to be there with uh, Malbolgia and Not One Truth and several other bands for a Sunday show. Um, beyond that right now, hold on a second. I'm just looking for, I had another flyer here, man. You got, you guys call me out here. I'm unprepared. Um, but, uh, exsanguinated also going to be out there in Minnesota. Looking forward to this on June the 10th this summer for a fest. Um, this looks like a real banger here. It is, um, collapsing sun. Uh, Jam 23, Saturday, June the 10th, 2023 at Los Campeones Gym um, in St. Paul, Minnesota. Tickets available at CollapsingSun.com. 
Uh, you, you got sentenced to die, gates to hell, mutilatred, morbid visions, uh, doomsday, um, hanging fortress, stabbed and exsanguinated. I just kind of like that. I, I passed the mic off or he passed the mic to me. It's easy, easy set transition. Uh, left to rot, wretched inferno, many others. going to be a beautiful event. They got live music, food trucks, skating, armored cop, armored combat. Okay, who knows? It's Minnesota. Um, but we're going to be out there in St. Paul, Minnesota for the Collapsing Sun Jam 23, Saturday, June 10th, 2023. Uh, go to CollapsingSun.com for more info about that. I'm looking forward to that event. That's on my birthday. I may have to have a few drinks. Um, like I already told you about, Sunday, April 23rd, 2023, 6.30 p.m. at Amityville Musical. We're going to be there with Malbolgia, Erode, Morbid Deity, uh, Not One Truth, and Exsanguinated. Um, also reeking aura, a couple of things coming up. I can't announce yet. We're not ready to announce, but we got two tours. I'm going to say, uh, this summer, we're going to be announcing two tours, uh, one in uh, July and one in August. So please keep your eyes peeled on the reeking aura, um, uh, uh, social media, but I can tell you, we're going to be playing AMH. We're going to be out here on Long Island with, uh, Extinction AD, uh, Tombstoner, Raid, former guest of the show, Raid, great young band I enjoy, and Vermilion. We're going to be there Saturday, April 29th at Amityville Music Hall, 7 p.m. Uh, that show is $15 if you got it. Also, Thursday, May the 25th, that's the day after Dark Funeral, so hopefully Fergus can uh, peel himself off the, the floor of the, the back seat of the Jeep or whatever, wherever he is. He might be in my Jeep. Um, Thursday, May the 25th, Torturous Inception, Soul Remnants, Reeking Aura, and Non-Eternal at the St. Vitus Bar, our good buddies over there, May the 25th, man, so a lot of things going on, man, um, appreciate everybody out there, uh, uh, tuning into the Heavy Hole Podcast, we have our Patreon, which we are updating more regularly now with our one-size-fits-all, $5 a month donation charge, we give you some extra behind-the-scenes content, uh, sometimes it's one of my co-hosts, making fun of somebody in one of my bands or something. Sometimes it's uh, a little behind-the-scenes interview with a former guest. Who knows who it's going to be? But we got that going on for you. Uh, And you can, of course, follow us on Heavy Hole Podcast uh, social media, heavyholepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to get in touch, drop a line, ask for your favorite artists, ask us a question or a topic to approach on air, uh, on air like it's a radio show or uh, on the show. And the voicemail number should be in the description wherever you're listening to this. Please leave us a voicemail. Um, David, I I called you David. Why did I do that? Hi, Mom. Yeah, I know. It's so weird, man. My, My mom is the only one that calls me William. Dave, formal apology on the show in front of everyone, owning that I called you David by accident. I apologize, sir. Dave, closing remarks for this episode of the Heavy Hole Podcast. Listen to music, drink beer. <laughs> I don't know. That's all that, got. that sounds like a like like a grunge documentary. Like you, like, I could see like some dudes in the '90s just being like, you know what, man, listen to music. Drink beer, you know, like it, it makes sense though, man. It's a universal message. Uh, maybe not for the Christian scene so much, but we appreciate our Christian metal brothers. Just as shout out to John Osgood and the gang. Um, and shout out to all you out there, man. We appreciate you guys. And shout out to, of course, our special guest tonight, John Collette. Uh, check out the new Nightmare album. Um, I believe they just dropped a new video, a new single. Um, uh, d- depending on when we drop this episode, but be sure to look for the new Nightmare uh, music video that just came out. They got a few uh, for this new album. We talked about that with John a little bit, man. Shout out to John. Uh, long time 
New York based death metal vocalist. Um, I, I really enjoyed talking to that guy and have we we talked about um, the old school days of Candiria and E Town Concrete and Castle Heights and stuff like that. Um, Dave, you were there for a lot of that stuff too, man, right? Yeah, man, great days. Candiria, fucking killer band. Castle Heights was one of the best venues back in the day. I can't even count how many shows I went to there. Um, like I said, shout out to the rest of the Heavy Hole Podcast team. We shouted out the shows. We did that. We did this. We did that. Um, how long was your hair at its longest, Dave? Um, when it was when it was like dry, it was like at least to the middle of my back. But if it was wet, because I have like my my hair is like kind of wavy, not quite yeah. curly, but like very wavy. If it was wet, it was um, it was like actually down to my ass. <laughs> well, that, did that did that affect wiping? No, because I always had my my hair there. I would just use my hair to wipe my ass. Whoa! All right. But well, in, in all seriousness, no, it didn't. Okay. All right. I was. I, I appreciate that was a bad that was a bad joke. No, that's right. I appreciate you going there, man. That was a tough question, but you know, sometimes you got to ask those once. <laughs> 